0: I want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career move: the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach. And I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Hey everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Her Next Career Move. I am so excited about this episode because it is tackling one of the things that I feel like we as women, as women of color job seekers are always freaking doing, which is disqualifying ourselves in the job search process right from the beginning, not applying to jobs that we should be applying for because we do have the experience, but for some reason we're not seeing it. We don't understand our own value or we're letting fear stop us from even thinking that a level up position and role is possible for us. I want to dive so deeply into this because this is one of the biggest challenges for job seekers, for women job seekers, for women of color job seekers. And it starts from day one because the first thing that you do, when you think, okay, I need a job, is you go to the job descriptions. You go to LinkedIn, you look at the job postings, and you ask yourself, okay, let's, let's see what jobs am I going to be applying for? But what I notice so quickly with some of my clients is that immediately they are saying they can't apply for certain jobs because they don't have the qualifications for them. We're going to dig so deeply into this, and I'm going to break this down for you so that by the end of this episode, you are like, hell no, I am out there. I am applying to all the damn jobs because I deserve it. I am qualified. I am ready. I'm even going to give you a great exercise that I've given to my past clients that is a true eye-opener and bust their brain around this concept of I shouldn't be applying to these jobs. But before I do this, there's a reason why this came up, and I feel like it has a lot to do with just kind of where I am in my life. And so I want to take a step back and give you a little life update, because I haven't done that in a while. And this life update is going to connect so deeply to this exact same piece of information and topic that I am talking to you about today. So for these last few months, as you know, I have been living here in Miami. I started out living in Brickell. Now I live in South Beach and I am simply loving it. If you follow me on Instagram and you watch my Instagram stories, you know that Cody and I are at the beach every single morning watching the sunrise. We sometimes even go to the beach in the evening to watch the sunset. He loves the beach. He's my little beach bum. I'm a beach bum. I just sometimes take my computer there, my phone there, and get work done there. I'm loving living here. And I didn't know or didn't expect like anything from Miami besides the fact that I wanted to have year-long sunshine and just be in a place where I could learn how to work differently. You know, that New York energy is amazing, but it's very hustle, hustle, grind, grind. And I wanted to come someplace where I could still do the level of work I wanted to do, but work differently. Give myself that that flow, more of that energetic flow, more of that vibe of just focusing on myself just as much as I'm focusing on building this amazing business, But what I didn't realize was going to happen when I came to Miami is that so many other opportunities were going to be coming my way. And so just in the last few weeks, being here on South Beach, I've met some amazing individuals in what is now a very booming and emerging tech space here in Miami. So for those of you who don't know, I have my PhD in neuropharmacology. I was in the STEM field for 20 years before I finally stepped out to do my business full-time. I was working for different nonprofit organizations and hospitals as a clinical researcher, doing clinical research, creating research programs that were particularly focused on children's mental health, on different wearable devices, on different diagnostic tools that we could utilize to help diagnose kids who have mental health disorders so that we can help them sooner, quicker, faster, and more efficiently. I loved the work that I did. And I loved being in the STEM field. And I even was really stepping into a lot of the tech areas as well. It was so fun and so enjoyable, the work that I was doing. But as you all know, (laughs) I did have a very toxic work culture that I was in. So even though I enjoyed the work that I was doing, my career path was really challenging just because of the toxic nature of the culture that I was in. But I do have to say that when I quit my career, There was a level of sadness that I was stepping away from my first love, which is science. I remember the first time I truly fell in love with chemistry when I was in high school, and my high school chemistry teacher was mixing a whole bunch of things, creating colors and smoke, and I was just like, what the hell? I need to learn this. I need to know like what's happening here. And that started my career where I got my bachelor's degree in biochemistry. Then I went on to get my PhD in neuropharmacology, thinking that I would go into drug discovery, make bank. But you know, I went the nonprofit route because I really, truly wanted to help communities, especially communities of color, when it came to mental health and really when it came to breaking down the stigma associated with mental health. So, I loved what I was doing. And in these last two years, not being in the STEM space, not being in science, and building all of these other skills like marketing and branding, and really honing in my coaching skills, my leadership skills, my strategic skills like, all of this has been so super fun and I've loved it. But I did have this little underlying missing of science. And so in these last few weeks, what's actually been happening is I've been getting a ton of opportunities coming my way to get back into STEM, particularly to start working here within the tech ecosystem in Miami. And I've been taking all of the opportunities that are coming my way. So on the sidelines, yes, I am still building my business. I am still coaching. I am still doing what I love. But I'm also starting to like put my toe back into the tech space, put my toe back into the science space, but in a completely new way, using the skills that I have created in my business. I have started to really work with different tech-based companies here to focus on marketing and partnership development and really getting to know the key players in Miami in the tech space. And it has been so invigorating. But why I say this all connects to and ties to this particular episode is because (laughs) during the whole time that I'm getting connected to these amazing leaders in tech here in Miami, going to these events and meeting all of these people, I've felt a lot of imposter syndrome coming up. A lot of these feelings of Am I good enough to even be in this space? I mean, I'm not in tech. I was in tech-esque before, tech-adjacent before, but I don't know anything about the tech space now. I feel like I am gonna be found out for just being this person who just really is good at coaching and marketing and can build a business, but what the hell? Like, Why would I ever be in the tech environment? So much imposter syndrome, so much disqualifying of myself was happening simultaneous to these amazing opportunities coming into my space. And I really had to push through. I feel like I still am, to be quite honest, because it's almost like I'm learning the environment all over again, because now we have AI, like ChatGPT, and there's a whole wave of tech that is completely different than anything I could have ever imagined when I was in the STEM field. So it's just so different now. And I've really been having to play with this mindset of you're good enough, and whatever you don't have You are more than capable of learning, and you're just starting out from the ground up, but you do have a firm firm foundation with all of your skills that you had before. And now even all of these amazing skills that you've developed, you can step into this environment and into this ecosystem and support it in a completely new and different way. Just because you have the science background, but now you have the coaching background, you have the business background, you have the mentorship background. You get to really be in this infrastructure and in this environment in a way that is uniquely yours. And it was interesting because as I was kind of going through this process of stopping disqualifying myself, of really trying my best to overcome these thoughts of imposter syndrome, and of really building myself up, we happened to have an empowered higher group coaching call. And in that Empowered higher group coaching call, this amazing, one of our amazing women, her name's Yvette, brought up this question of how do I stop myself from looking at job descriptions and immediately saying, I can't apply because I don't have the qualifications. And it felt like I was almost talking to myself and coaching myself during this session. It was so incredibly powerful And I'm always so grateful and thankful to the universe as how like things kind of come full circle, you know? Like here I am thinking about me disqualifying myself and here I am coaching this amazing woman, Yvette, in the Empowered Hire about how to not disqualify yourself. It was such a pivotal and powerful moment where I had to take a step back and I really had to dig into what am I doing that I could be doing better? so that I could coach my clients even more efficiently. And I wanna dive into this topic truly of disqualifying yourself in the job search, particularly when you get to that point of, I'm ready to apply, I'm looking at job descriptions, but I feel like I don't have the qualifications to apply for the positions that I want. Or I wanna level up role because I wanna make more money and I wanna challenge myself and I wanna have that professional growth. In fact, That's why I'm in the job search, but yet I feel like I can't apply to the jobs that are going to give me those things that I truly want. It's almost kind of like this vicious cycle. I want it, but do I really feel like I deserve it? Do I really feel like I can have it now? And I hope that by the end of this episode, through all of our discussion, through the exercise that I'm going to provide to you, the answer is fuck yes. Because you do deserve it. If the reason why you are in the job search is because you feel like you're not getting the things you deserve, the money, the level up, and you're in the job search to get that, then you should not be disqualifying yourself from day one. You should be jumping in headstrong with the knowledge that I can do this and I will acquire it. And when I get it, I'm going to smash it. So I want to start off by kind of quoting that data that we probably have all heard now. <laughs> and it's really amazing. I have to say that sometimes I just am in love with men because they just do some wild shit. But I think that, you know, the, the moral of the story is we should probably lean a little bit more into, you know, our confidence um, and exemplify the confidence that men seem to have with themselves sometimes because we can do this, ladies. Like We can do the job. It's just that sometimes our own ideas and concepts of ourselves get in the way. Now, there's that piece of data that says that men apply for jobs when they meet 60% of the qualifications on the job description, whereas women will only apply when they meet 100% percent of them. And now this is such an important piece of data. And it really kicked off a lot of conversation a few months ago when I saw this on LinkedIn. There was just so much conversation going on about, you know, women, we should be more confident, right? We should know our worth and know our value and we should really push forward and apply for jobs and positions. And I am one of those people that truly believes that. I believe that you... Listening to this podcast right now, as a woman, as a woman of color, have just as much, if not even more, to offer the work world. And you should be stepping into the workplace and into your work environment feeling Sasha Fierce level of confidence and truly owning your expertise, your value, your worth, your ideas, your experience, all of it, and showcasing it every single day. I believe that. But I also believe that there are quite a few things here that we need to explore that also will help you to understand why it may be that you're disqualifying yourself and how you can stop doing that. Because it's not just as simple as saying, be confident, go out there and do it. If it were that simple, we would all do it. But the reason why I've created every single one of my programs is because confidence doesn't just come from saying, I can be confident today, so I'm just going to take action. Confidence comes from internally building self-awareness around what is stopping you from being the confident version of yourself, really understanding where some of your negative thoughts, negative beliefs are coming from, reshaping those, and then taking action. And that's what I really want to dig into in this episode is where potentially could these thoughts be coming from and how can we truly change it so that you can take the proper action you need to take to apply for the jobs you should be applying for. Now, i read a bunch of articles because I am a researcher and I am a nerd and a geek. So I read a bunch of articles on this particular piece of data that women only apply to jobs when they meet 100% of the qualifications. And something really interesting came up. There was an article that talked about how women don't apply for jobs because they don't think that they will actually get hired and they feel as though it's a waste of time and a waste of their energy to apply for the job if they don't think they're going to be hired. And I thought that was really intriguing and really, really interesting. Why? Because I've been a hiring manager before. And I'm going to tell you straight up and down. I hired people who had the base knowledge for the position and the role and the potential to grow and smash it. And they did. I've hired people who had less than all the qualifications, less than all the experience that I wanted because they were vetted, because someone knew them and told me, this, this person right here is going to smash it in this job. And that's how it works, y'all. I think that a part of the reason why we're disqualifying ourselves is because we don't just know how the hiring process works. And as a hiring manager, there are a few key things I want to break down for you right now. When I was creating job descriptions, because that was a major part of my job as a hiring manager, I've hired hundreds of people and I had to create the job descriptions for everyone that I hired. Yes, we had an HR department, but sadly, they did not do that part of the job. And it made sense because I know what I want, right? I know what I'm looking for. And when I would create job descriptions, I would basically sit down and come up with my dream position, all the things that I would think of that I would want someone to do in this position and in this role. But it wasn't that I presumed I was going to get some kind of unicorn who could do all of these things. It was just that I was listing a laundry list of all of the things I wanted this person to do or grow into learning to do. So when we think about job descriptions and we think about that key concept, hiring managers are creating this laundry list of activities, not necessarily expecting for you on day one to know how to do all of said activities. In fact, as a hiring manager, I didn't want to hire someone who knew how to do every single thing listed because then you're going to get bored AF on day two. (laughs) You're not going to be enjoying the position because it's not going to be challenging to you. There's nothing to grow within. And that's why hiring managers say you're too qualified for the role and thus I cannot hire you for it. Because in just a few weeks, maybe just a few months, you're going to be back asking me what can I be doing differently to grow and I may not have anything for you. You're going to have hit your ceiling before I can even think about the next position for you. So I want you to understand here that one of the key aspects of the hiring process is that if you are qualified to do everything, you are overqualified. And therefore, you may not even get anywhere near an interview with a person. So thinking that you have to be 100% qualified and apply is actually the wrong way to be thinking about this. Now, another thing that I really want you to understand about the hiring process is that, and I mentioned this earlier, if someone was vetted, they were getting priority. And that's just the way it works. I was doing the job of like 15 different people when I was a hiring manager, when I was a director. I was exhausted. There were hundreds of people applying to positions, and if someone said to me, hey, I know someone who can do that and they are awesome. I worked with them before or I mentor them or I know them. Yeah, you best to believe that if that was going to save me hours of going through the hiring process, that I would for sure interview that person, bring them in and see if they were a good fit. It didn't automatically mean that they were going to get the job, but it did mean that I had the capacity and the potential to save myself time. So, relationships here are so valuable. And that's why I always say, and I say this in the Empowered Hire, you have to get in front of humans. You have to, even if you're applying to jobs, you have to build a networking strategy around the positions you're applying for. You don't have to be 100% qualified for a role. If you get an in, And they can see your potential, see that you have some of the experience to build upon. I can bet that you have a really good percentage that you will get that particular position. So relationships are truly key. And the last thing I really want to bring up about the hiring process and about this idea that you have to be 100% qualified is you have experience. you have experience that is adjacent to the experience that this particular organization is looking for. This came up a few weeks ago with one of my clients in the empowered hire and in the professional quitters and her name is Holly and she went on an interview and it was amazing. She sent me this like series of text messages about how excited she was about this interview because in the interview they asked her about her managerial skills. And she did the right thing. She gave a response that was so eloquent and so on point, talking about how she never really had direct reports in her past positions, but she gave them examples of management experience she did have. How she trained new hires, even though they weren't her direct reports. How she got her MBA and she had experience in management and leadership of teams through that course. She was able to talk about the adjacent experience for the gap she had in experience they were looking for on the job description. And that is key. So when you think about the hiring process, you really want to think about the fact that these job postings are laundry lists, but not expectations that you fit everything. And in fact, if you do, you're likely not going to get interviewed because you're overqualified. And I also want you to think about the hiring process and the relationship building that has to happen there and how being 100% qualified but having no connections to the position means you're just right with everybody else. But even being 60% qualified and having those inroads with a hiring manager, that will get you where you want to go. And I also want you, when you're looking at these job descriptions, to really be thinking about adjacent experience. And how you can talk about that during interviews, during networking chats, to really be able to link your experience to the job description. I mean, these are pivotal things to know about the hiring process is that you don't have to be 100% qualified. And in fact, you're not expected to be. But here's the thing. This is all a mindset. (laughs) This is all a mindset. What did I say to you before? I've been getting these opportunities. I've been getting these amazing things coming to me in the tech space and imposter syndrome done hit. Where I started to think everybody was gonna wonder why in the hell is this girl in this room? Like, why is she here? She doesn't have the experience that we have. She doesn't have the expertise that she has. Why is she here? And then I had to start building that mindset of, I have amazing experience, diverse experience. I deserve to be in this space and get these opportunities because of who I am today and the experience that I do have. And so all of this in terms of disqualifying yourself truly is a mindset. It is because you are scared. You are scared of what it will mean to step into a job on day one and not be 100% qualified, have to learn, potentially have to fail. You are scared of the fact that this whole scenario may not even work out for you in the long run. There is so much fear running through your body that you're trying to create this safety net. I will feel more safe. I will feel like I'm not taking risks. If I apply for a job I am 100% qualified for, because that means then starting day one, I will almost kind of like trick myself. I will believe that I'm qualified to be here, and therefore I won't have to put in the same level of work to create mindset shifts. I'll just be confident when I'm here. That's not how it works. (laughs) That is not how it works. Just because you don't want to take the risk, just because there's a potential you might fail, just because you will be stepping outside of your comfort zone, you cannot create fake safety. This is false safety. And it's also doing yourself a lot of freaking harm because we know that in order to grow and develop and be the best version of ourselves, we have to step outside of our comfort zone. We have to face the fear. We have to take the risks. We have to look rejection and failure right in the freaking face and say, I am going to work through this and eventually overcome it. This is how you create true success in your career and in your whole damn life. So applying to jobs when you are 100% qualified, I'm sorry to say, is the easy way out. But it's also the way to not get what you want. It's also the way to have a way longer job search. (laughs) It is also the way to stay in your comfort zone. And there's a lot of reasons why women, women of color truly do this, right? Like, I feel like we are not allowed as women and women of color to take the same level of risks as men do. Even as we are kids, right? We are programmed to take care of everyone else, to be to be almost kind of like a foundation for a family, right? To be that that strength, that, that strongness, that support that a family system and a family unit needs, even at a young age, so that when we become mothers, when we become partners, we're still putting everybody else first. And because we are almost kind of like bred to think that way, we are not allowed to take the same level of risks as young boys or as men. I really believe we are programmed to follow the rules as women and as women of color, And this is just another way that that shows up in a very interesting way, your job search. You disqualifying yourself and thinking you have to have 100% of the qualifications for you to apply for a job, it's just societal pressure, cultural pressure, family pressure, just repeating itself. It is a lack of facing fear, just repeating itself. It is you trying to create safety and stability And not truly step into the most powerful version of yourself because the most powerful version of yourself is on the other side of doing the work. But if you're never doing the work, if you're never testing your boundaries, if you're never pushing your limits, then you're never going to get there. Are you ready to land the job you want at a company that will value you as a professional of color, making up to double your salary? then you need to join the Empowered Hire, my job search program and community built to help you do just that. We are waiting to support you, to guide you, and to empower you on your journey and path to landing the right job for you so that you're not surviving in your career, you're truly thriving. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about the Empowered Hire and join us today. And so I want to leave you with a really powerful exercise that I've given to many of my clients when this is truly an issue for them. And it's just such a practical exercise to do, but it is very, very powerful. So I've had a few clients before that I've done this exercise with, and I mentioned Yvette in the Empowered Hire. I gave her and offered her this exercise, as well as all of the other amazing women on the call that day from the Empowered Hire. What I have my clients do when I notice that they're disqualifying themselves, when they're looking at job descriptions from the lens of I need to have everything, is I tell them to kick it old school and to print out a job description for a position that makes them feel good, right? Like something where they're like, okay, this would be the type of job that I would really want to try to go for. Like This is the position that I feel like is going to give me that level up, those opportunities, those possibilities. But- It's causing me to question myself. It's causing me to start asking myself, am I qualified to apply for this role? So you print out that job description and you take three highlighters of three different colors, one yellow, one pink, one green. These are just sample colors. Use whatever you want. But with the yellow highlighter, what I asked them to do is to highlight all of the experiences and qualifications that they have. Solid, right? Like, I have done this. I know how to do this with the back of my hand. It's good to go. With the pink highlighter, I asked them to highlight everything that they have adjacent experience for, like Holly. I mentioned that Holly doesn't necessarily have direct reports, direct management experience, but she did have management experience in the way of training others, teaching others from her MBA course. So in pink, you highlight everything that you have adjacent experience for. This can even go for technical things. So let's say I'm a project manager and I've used Asana, but this particular job description says that I need to know how to use project management tools like Trello, well, you've used the sauna before, so you know how to use Trello. It's really easy to do. So, anything you have adjacent experience in would be in pink. So, yellow highlight for anything you have 100% on point, pink for anything you have that's adjacent experience. And then the green highlighter would be to highlight all the things in that job description that you are super excited about. You are excited to learn, you are excited to do. It represents your level up. And what I ask my clients to do is then take a step back and look at that job description that is highlighted. To take it in. To look at the fact that that position has what they know how to do, what they have that's adjacent to the experience they have, and what they're super excited to do next. And if you've highlighted mostly all of it, which most of my clients highlight everything, then go for it. That's the position you should be applying for because that position is the position that is you. It is the position that represents the experience you have, the experience you can learn, and the experience you want This is such an incredibly powerful exercise that will blow your brain and really start getting you connected to the kinds of positions you should apply for, the ones that excite you and entice you and are gonna give you the experience you are seeking next. So all in all, I know that we can be the hardest people on ourselves. Look, the reason why I started by telling you This story of myself in the tech space getting these opportunities is because I want you to know that I work really hard on myself. I test my boundaries, I test my comfort zone. Healing and working on myself and growing and developing is my number one task in this lifetime. And I take it super seriously. But even with all of the level of work that I do on myself and how self aware I am and how much I can catch things, I still get tested. I still have negative thoughts. I still have imposter syndrome. These things still come up. And so I want to validate you in whatever you are thinking and experiencing right now. But I also want to tell you that it's bullshit. I want to tell you that you do have the experience, the know-how, the grit to be able to do anything you put your mind to. And I know that that sounds cliche or sounds like reading Rainbow, but you do. You can do it. And in fact, internally, you know you can, which is why you started this job search, which is why you're here right now in this moment looking at positions. So just let that internal guiding system and let that internal confident you be the driver and know That once you have that mindset of being an empowered hire, there is no going back. You apply for the right jobs and you land them. All right, y'all. It was amazing to be able to talk to you about this topic, especially because it is so aligned with where I am right now in my life. And I really want you to join me. Join me on this amazing journey that I'm on right now in building this, God, I'm in love with this business, building this business by joining the Empowered Hire. The Empowered Hire is such an amazing group coaching program that was truly designed to bring the mindset and the energy of job searching into the strategic space. So you get these mindset principles and me pointing up or holding up the mirror to you And really teaching you how to overcome some of these mindset barriers to build that empowered mindset and be confident so you can land the jobs that are right for you at the companies that will truly value you making the money you deserve. So click the link in the show notes. Join us. It's an amazing program. It will be such an amazing transformation for you. And I cannot wait to be your coach and to introduce you to your community of job seekers. We are all ready and eager to support you. All right, y'all, until next time. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page at hernextcareermove. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over.